Hi, my name is Jessica Cook and welcome to my podcast. My mission is to empower women over 40 to transform their lives through fitness. I've made this podcast so I can share with you my tips, tools and strategies I use in myself and my clients to get you feeling fit and healthy, feeling great in your clothes, with so much energy and positivity back in your life, no matter what your age. Head over to jessicacook.ie and you'll find lots of free stuff to get you started on your journey. Welcome, welcome to this latest podcast episode where I am going to be chatting with you today about five common mistakes that people make when it comes to their fitness and health. So grab a cup of tea or a glass of water, get cozy, get comfortable, take care of yourself for the next 30 to 40 minutes and let's get stuck in. I love chatting to you on podcast episodes because it makes me feel really connected with you. Um, The goal of this podcast episode or the outcome I should say is that I want you to get rid of any barriers that are getting in the way of you being consistent, disciplined, feeling good, feeling healthy most of the time. I want to help you stop the stop start. I want to help you um, continue to be super consistent so that you get brilliant results and that you're getting all the lovely benefits that consistency and discipline bring. Dieting doesn't work. Calorie counting doesn't work. Jumping up and down on the weighing scales doesn't work. What works is consistency and discipline to simple, healthy habits. But what's getting in the way of consistency and discipline? That's where I want to focus on today because far too many people try to focus on dieting and doing more and trying to get more and focusing on the wrong things. Instead, you want to start focusing on what's getting in your way. What's getting in the way of you showing up to your workouts every week? What's getting in the way of you eating healthy most days a week? What's getting in the way of you making dinner your last meal? What's getting in the way of you feeling good? What are the blocks? What are the barriers? What are the challenges that you keep coming up against? Number one, five most common mistakes that women make when it comes to their fitness and health. And when I say most common, I've been coaching women for over 14 years now and myself, I've been through a transformation. So it's impossible not to spot patterns when you have been coaching people for as long as I do. So it's my job to spot the patterns, tell you all about them so that you don't fall into the trap. Um, Or if you feel like one of these resonates with you, that you can go, oh my God, that's me. I know what to do instead of that mistake that I'm making currently. So the very first one is having no structure to your week. This can lead to inconsistency and a lack of discipline. And the reason it does is because you're all so busy that there's so many things that are always coming up in your way. So if you don't have a structure, it's really, really easy to drop your self-care, to drop your exercise, to drop your walks because something else comes in and you're like, well, okay, I've got to go and do this thing over here. Um, Not having a structure and a plan means that your brain isn't isn't getting ready for the workout on a subconscious level. If you're working out at 3.15, at 7.15 in the morning, three days a week, you're going to start getting on autopilot, autopilot in a good way. It's going to become like brushing your teeth. So much so that to the point that if you get up one morning and you're not working out at 7.15, 
it feels weird. It feels really, really odd. So if you want to bring about consistency and discipline to your exercise, in my opinion, the only way to do that is to have it at a set time and a set day, three or four times per week. And that time is non-negotiable. Now, sometimes that's going to change and you're going to have to um, have it at different times. But for the most part, it stays the same. And that is going to bring about a lovely consistency and discipline. And you know what else that's going to do? It's going to show you when you're not doing your workouts. If you're just higgledy-piggledy throwing in your workouts throughout the week, you're never going to know really how much you struggle to actually show up to your workouts because you'll just be kicking it down the road all the day. So the very first thing is to start to have a good structure in your workouts and to make that structure non-negotiable. Three to four times per week. What days do I work out on? What times do I work on? Work out on. Set your alarm for five or 10 minutes before your workout is due and off you go. And it means you're thinking about it a lot less. You're not thinking to yourself all day long, when am I going to get my workout in? What time am I going to get my workout in? The last thing you want is to be not only doing your workout, but to be actually thinking about your workout too, which leads a 30 minute workout to become a two hour workout. Also, um, before you go to bed at night, if you're not super clear on when you're getting your workout done, it can really, really lead to you thinking about it again too much and feeling quite unsettled going to bed. Um, The second tip that I want to give to you is um, that you're not, what can hold you back is that when you don't address the real issues to hand, that you think that you aren't working out enough or that you just have a sweet tooth, or various things that you're focused on, like you just need to eat less food. And very often we don't ask ourselves why we're doing what we're doing. Why am I drinking too much alcohol as opposed to I'm drinking too much? How can I change this? Well, it all has to come with, well, why am I drinking too much? Okay, I'm stressed out. Why am I eating too much sugar? okay, I'm comfort eating. Why am I finding it so difficult to eat late at night on the couch? But very often I find that many people say that they are lazy or demotivated or they just love sugar. And there's always a deeper reason. And I find this with myself so much when I find it difficult to kick an unhealthy habit that if I don't ask myself why I'm finding it so tough, I never get to the real root of the problem. I mean, I spent years thinking that I just fancied something sweet after my dinner. And it wasn't that at all. Sugar gave me such huge comfort um, in the times that I've been really stressed out. Or so I thought it gave me comfort at the time. I was looking for comfort. I was looking for that soothing, calming effect that sugar gives you for about 60 seconds before you feel even worse than before you had it. Um, Same with alcohol. I never for a long time questioned why I was drinking so much. I just thought I drink an awful lot and that's just the way it is. But when I started to ask myself why I was drinking so much, I realized that I was drinking to wind down and I was drinking to escape the pressures of life. And I was also drinking to let the silly side of me come out. And that was a huge revelation for me because then I started to 
allow the silly side of me to come out sober amongst people I trust and love. Um, I started to wonder, was there different ways to unwind? And I started to realize that if I needed to get drunk to escape, then what was I escaping from? And how can I fix that? And something so simple as that, that, that simple mindset shift has just huge, profound knock-on effects in such a positive way. I mean, you can't unthink something. Once you realize you're drinking for stress, you can't forget that. So for me, when I realized all this stuff through the Thrive Time that I do with my clients, through the journaling, um, I couldn't unthink it. So every time I sat down for a glass of wine at the weekends, I would be thinking, oh my God, I'm trying to unwind. Actually, what I really need is to go for a walk with the dogs or to have a hot bath and read a book. Um, and the same with the sugar. When I realized I was eating sugar, you know, when you eat, you, you, you eat to get full or you eat to, to, um, to get comfort. You know, when you eat a lot of sugar or you have like a big carbohydrate dish and you just sit back and you take a deep breath in. That was the feeling I was craving. It wasn't actually the sugar. It was that stuffed full feeling that just like a smoker gives you that big exhale that everything is okay now. And I couldn't unlearn that too when I, when I realized that. So every time then I was sitting on the couch eating sugar, I was thinking to myself, oh my God, you are looking to eat sugar for that big exhale. So it sounds so simple now, but then I was like, well, what else can bring me that big exhale? Walking the dogs, laughing, playing with the kids, laughing with Joe, my husband, meditating, having fun, which I realized I don't have enough of. I'm a serious person and I need to bring more laughter in my life, but I needed to bring that in a more thought through way. Um, so when I started to address the real issues, I mean, my whole life started to change in a positive way and it wasn't a dramatic change. It was just addressing the real issues to hand. So if you're listening to this right now and you are drinking too much alcohol or you're overweight, let's say you're overweight. Okay. You've got about seven, a stone to three stone to lose. And you're always looking at your weight gain and your weight, your extra weight as you're just failing on eating less. You're just failing on not working out consistently. Well, I encourage you to look at a different, a different way and ask yourself, what's getting in the way of you losing weight? And why do you find eating less difficult? And why do you find exercise difficult? And, and don't just say because your knees are bad or anything like that, because there's loads of extra different things you can do um, to move your body. But start to ask yourself why you're not sticking to something rather than just be walking around saying, I never stick to anything. I love my food too much. I promise you there's always more to it than that. And I promise you, if you are overweight now, that you have maybe pain and suffering or you've been through something, or you've had trauma. Um, but there's something there. 
And I mean that in a really nice way. It's like it's more deep than you're allowing it to be. It's not just I'm lazy. I don't like exercise. I love my sugar too much. It's it's not that. It's not that. And I mean that in a kind way. Like when you start to take yourself more seriously and when you start to go deeper into things, you you start to look at yourself with a little bit more compassion and kindness than you may have done. Like for example, Right now, you look in the mirror, you turn to the side, you see that your stomach is big and you think, oh my God, I just have to stop eating so much and I'm so lazy. As opposed to you now not doing that and thinking, God, I, I really am very stressed out and I'm eating because I'm so stressed out. Or I'm eating too much sugar because I still haven't healed from something that I went through when I was younger. And when you start to really uncover why you're being unhealthy compassion and kindness will come to you so much better I mean that's what happened to me I'm so kind to myself now I love myself so much and I love to give myself little soothing hugs by having uh, nice thermals that I got at Marks and Spencer's I feel like I'm really taking care of myself I'm making up for lost time I like to have lovely um I do a nice little skincare regime. I show my body now how much I love it and I show my mind how much I love it. But that only came around through learning why I was overweight and why I was drinking to get drunk um, and why I was sitting on the couch after dinner and eating too much. Um, and, it's, and it's lovely. You, 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 treat, you treat yourself so differently in a nice way. Um, so my next common mistakes that women make when it comes to their fitness and health that's stopping them from being consistent. It's um, the all or nothing mindset. Um, this, this deep feeling that we can't be healthy if we have an unhealthy habit, that we feel so de- demotivated to work out and to walk because we're comfort eating on the couch, um, that we feel like we're failing because our weekends are not going as well as planned and we're eating too much food and drinking too much um, and, I, and I, I want you to know now like the only way to improve in your health is to continue to be healthy while allowing yourself space and time to move on from any unhealthy habit that's holding you back but what I find um, with many people and myself in the past included is that if you're exercising and drinking water and working out you spend your time giving out to yourself about the, the amount of sugar that you're eating rather than saying to yourself well, okay, I'm doing all these amazing things really well. I have a sugar issue and I'm working on that. And that's going to take time because I need to go back and figure out why it is that I'm eating sugar. So I'm going to allow myself the space and time and I'm going to give myself patience to figure out what's going on. Because it's not just as simple as saying, that's it, I'm off the sugar. That's it, I'm not drinking again. Um, And it's the same for work. Like it sounds silly, but... I get so worried about not doing things well that I don't sometimes do things at all. And I wonder, can you relate to that? And like with all my podcast episodes, reply, let me know what you think of this podcast episode. But I've started this new little kind of mantra recently and it's really helped me. It's, um, um, it's better than nothing, <laughs> which sounds really bad. Um, and like I, I'm, I'm not really aspiring very high, but it's allowing me to get in front of camera. It's allowing me to shoot this podcast episode. I mean, before each podcast episode, I can spend so much time worrying about 
it not being a good podcast episode that sometimes I don't do it. <laughs> um, seriously. And it's the same with the videos that I create on social media and the emails that I send out and everything. I've realized I sometimes do nothing. And nothing is nothing. I mean, something so simple as that, yet I think a lot of us are like that. But we don't put it as simply as that, so we kind of don't really understand or acknowledge or face facts that you're not doing anything because you're scared. You're scared to show up and be bad. So you want to do a really good job, so you don't do anything at all. And what's the worst thing you can do? Nothing. I mean, which is better? Me learn to get better at these podcasts or not do podcasts? I mean, when I put it like that, I'm like, Jesus, Jessica, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, But it happens to me all of the time. I do nothing instead of something. So now I'm saying something is better than nothing. And every time I feel that fear again, I say to myself, A bad podcast episode is better than no podcast episode at all. Um, A bad email that I didn't communicate very well is better than no email at all. Because I'll learn to get better and I'll learn on the job and I'll improve as I go. Um, But that can be something that can really, really hold you back. I mean, in terms of your fitness and health, it might be that you had, you ate junk food or sugar on the couch last night. So you don't do a workout stuck in this all or nothing we're not doing good enough so we get so demotivated and it might cause us to go off track for a few days or off track permanently you get off track with your exercise and nutrition for whatever reason might have been a holiday festive season um you just hit a slump and you got tired so you find it really difficult to get back into the swing of things But from what I can see, the hardest part of getting back into the swing of things is that you feel so bad for being off track. So what would happen if we started to understand ourselves a bit better and started to realize that something is better than zero? Gaining some weight and getting all sweaty and feeling horrible in your workout and out of breath and your workout showing you that you've lost a bit of your fitness is so much better than avoidance and doing nothing. Eating healthy some of the time is better than saying fuck that and not eating healthy at all. One litre of water is better than saying, well, I'm not doing two, so I'm doing none. A six minute walk is better than a zero minute walk. Simple. But I'm only having these revelations about myself now over the past few months. And it's changing my life because I'm consistently putting in the work in all areas of my life. And I am trying to face fear and punch it in the face. So I ask you, if you're listening to this today, what do you need to punch fear in the face with? What are you scared of? What are you scared of? And whatever your answer is to that, then ask yourself why a few times. And I bet you it all comes back to not feeling good enough. So my next point is common mistakes that that women can make when it comes to their fitness and health is overcompensating on the exercise to make up for the food that's eaten. This is a classic and a very common mistake and one that leads to tiredness, overwhelm, sluggishness, 
demotivation and weight gain. Um, it's kind of ties into not addressing the real issues. So you have nutritional food issues, but rather than address them, you mask it by doing loads of exercise. And in the 14 years I've been coaching women, this happens a lot. And I used to do the same myself. When I used to be a big comfort eater and a big drinker, I used to work out more than I used to. And that was just to try and outrun my extra weight that I felt I was carrying, which I was carrying. Um, but when I decided to not do that anymore, I mean, it was horrible. I, I started to gain weight um, because you can try and outrun it a little bit. And in some ways it can work if you're doing enough. Um, but I started to gain more weight and my clothes started to feel more tight. And, and I didn't feel good. But it was like looking in the mirror and getting real. Wow, Jessica, you're eating too much food. Why is that? Why am I eating too much food? I'm stressed out. Things in my past I haven't resolved yet. I'm a people pleaser, so not showing up as my authentic self to some people in my life is bringing me down. And that makes me want to turn to food for comfort. Aha, okay, so let's break that down. You're acting like a people pleaser sometimes. How can you fix that? You're stressed out sometimes. What are you stressed out about? Fix that. And all of the things I needed to fix weren't anything to do with food. I didn't need to go to the shops and start stocking up low calorie food. I didn't need to start creating new recipes. What I needed was to face up to the reasons I was turning to food. So the only way you'll face your food issues is if you don't overcompensate on the exercise. Exercise can be really distracting. You can go and do your four workouts a week, workouts a week, lift weights, then go for a run, then pile in loads of walks. You can easily distract yourself, but you're not working towards pure fitness and health, inner peace and calm. You're not getting rid of any of the reasons that your heart rate's going up, that you might be feeling more anxious and stressed out. You're fixing nothing. You're just wearing yourself into the ground and you're not being very honest and true to yourself. So my fifth and final mistake that I see that women make when it comes to their fitness and health is that they are too focused on weight loss as a goal. Weight loss as a goal can be extremely demotivating because it can mask all the lovely benefits you're getting from being fit and healthy, which is lower cholesterol, lower blood pressure. Um, I mean, just today, somebody, a, a client, a, a dear client told me that their um, cholesterol was down. And I mean, it's just absolutely amazing news to get. Um, better skin, nails, hair, improved mental health, improved muscles, improved bones, all that lovely stuff. But you're, when you're only focused on weight loss as a goal, you tend to kind of have a bit of blinkers on and you don't really see all of that stuff because you're so focused on a number on the scales. And because you're blinkered to all that positive stuff, 
the whole thing starts to get really demotivating because you're thinking of what I can eat, what I can't eat versus I feel amazing. I'm going to crush the day and be the legend that I am. Which kind of ties into my point of all or nothing. Allow yourself to be healthy while you have an unhealthy habit that you want to get rid of. But if you're focused as weight loss solely as your goal, you can't allow yourself to do that you can, because you're so strict and you're so annoyed with yourself and you're judging your progress on a number on the scales alone. And I mean, I'm hoping to all my clients listening in that you, you don't go near the weighing scales at all anymore. For those of you that aren't clients, like the weighing scales is just such a demotivating way to view yourself. I mean, think of yourself now. Think of all the things you've got going for yourself, your personality, uh, all the achievements that you've made in your life. And then, you know, you're jumping up and down on the scales and you're, you're, still, you're still letting some part of you be a number when the number doesn't matter. The number doesn't matter. Um, so weight loss as a goal, I would scrap. If, if I needed to lose weight, and there have been many years where I have needed to lose weight, um, I would scrap it as a goal. I mean, I've always wanted to lose weight. I've always felt physically wrong, I suppose. Um, I've always felt like I should be smaller. And I mean... It's such a self-destructive, horrible way to feel. But I mean, there's only so many comments you can take as a child or growing up as a young teen to make you think that you are physically wrong. Um, whereas nobody is physically wrong. Everybody comes in all different shapes and sizes. And it makes me so angry when I look back at all the comments that people would make. You know, you're so tall, you're this, you're that. As a kid, as a young girl growing up into adulthood, um, which led me to just a deep sense of thinking I was just always too big. And part of that was me, led to me comfort eating and stress eating. Um, and when I finally healed, finally, and I actually decided to drop weight loss as a goal and decide that I didn't care about getting smaller, I got into the best shape of my life because I turned everything around and everything became about being mentally strong, physically strong, feeling good. And then the weight just came off because I healed all the other stuff we've spoken about today. Um, like I started to address the real issues, which then helped me stop overeating and drinking too much at the weekends. So it's kind of cool. I mean, if you drop weight loss as a goal and just focus on being healthy, you'll actually end up, if you have weight to lose, losing weight. It'll become this wonderful, delicious byproduct of you feeling good and fit and healthy. I want you to know if you're listening to this right now and you don't feel so good in yourself and you're not consistent and you're not disciplined, that all that good stuff is coming to you if you just don't give up. That's the only way you can fail. The only way you can fail is if you quit. If you keep getting punched in the face, get back up again, take more knocks and never ever quit. If you've been through trauma when you were younger, 
if you feel um, let down, if you find it difficult to trust people, if you are comfort eating on the couch, if you feel stressed out and anxious, you can fix all that stuff. Um, You can fix all that stuff when you start to focus on that stuff. And when you stop using your body as a distraction, when you stop hating on your body and thinking about toned arms and a smaller butt and uh, less numbers on the scales, when you when you give all that up, you have no option but to look at what is really hurting you and what is actually holding you back that you now need to let go of in this very exciting new chapter of your life, no matter what age you are. When we have hope, when we have purpose, good connections in our lives, when we have people that support us and care, we can do great, great things. And it's not easy healing and it's not easy confronting the real issues, but at least, you know, you're being honest and you're, you're, you're facing everything. And all this wonderful work that you're doing on yourself is for life. All you're doing is improving your toolkit and having more tools in the box that you can use at any time. And then you can pass that down to your kids or if you don't have kids, your nieces and nephews or just your friends and people you know. And you can become this shining light in your community. And you'll just enjoy so much more being more in control of your emotions. I really hope you found this podcast episode helpful. Um, You can subscribe to my podcast on Spotify. Just go to Spotify and search for Jessica Cook and subscribe and you won't miss another podcast again. Or you can find all of my podcasts on my website, jessicacook.ie, or you can search for me on YouTube. Thanks for listening. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode and you must let me know by getting in touch. Don't forget you can head on over to jessicacook.ie where you'll find lots of free stuff to get you started on your journey.